Hey, Ben, did you know that the Rendlesham Forest UFO incident happened exactly 43 years ago on December 26, 1980? My big question is, did the U.S. Air Force see UFOs during Britain's Roswell? Yeah, what was the U.S. Air Force doing in Britain? But we'll get into that. And what did Lieutenant Colonel Charles Holt and his men see in the woods that startled them so much? He wrote a report to the U.K. Minister of Defense about it. A major national press club conference was held years later in Washington, D.C. with Halt and other U.S. military veterans to reveal what they saw at different military bases and share their experiences. Allegedly, UFOs tampered with multiple nuclear weapons. That's what we've been hearing. And disc-shaped objects, bright lights, dysfunctional missile silos, and craft flying over weapons bunkers are just the beginning of this whistleblower testimony. So join Edge of Wonder as we discuss the behind-the-scenes military handshakes happening for decades between America, Britain, and even Russia. We'll see you out on the edge. And hey, if you're listening to our uh, Edge of Wonder podcast on Apple or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or elsewhere, please leave us a five-star rating and review to help us reach even more people. Also, remember to like, follow, subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, Ganjing World, Twitter, or X, I should say, not Twitter, Facebook. For our 200,000 followers on Facebook and the one person watching. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> but censorship is a conspiracy theory, Ben. Ah, uh, 200,000. Yeah, we're, 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 what happened? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Well, how's your Christmas, Rob? Pretty good. Um, Pretty good. I was hoping that Buckingham Palace would take off like a UFO during Christmas time, but denied again this year. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, it didn't happen. But um, yeah, no, I, mine was pretty good, too. And uh, it's good being with family. Good. So but yeah. all day. Oh, my gosh. All day yesterday i kept thinking it was sunday so yeah. i i was so i i completely forgot i'm like oh my gosh we have the show today and i was like wasn't even it didn't hit me until a lot of last monday. night yeah which was monday and i was thinking it was sunday so yeah so <laughs> hey so let me ask you uh over the last couple of days what was the best thing you ate the best thing i ate yeah. um man that's a really good question actually. is there something that just like stood out um, my mom made some really good turkey, I guess. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So y'all do turkey on uh, Christmas? Usually. Yeah. Sometimes it just really depends. Sometimes it's just like, you know, whatever. So yeah. Um, they, yeah, but this, this year we did have turkey. So yeah. What about you? Yeah. I had, um, oh man, so much. Uh, I smoked a brisket um on christmas day that actually turned out really good and on christmas eve i have this tradition that our family does where it's like prime rib and baked stuffed shrimp with twice baked <laughs> potatoes so oh, like wow. i definitely gained like 12 pounds over the last couple of days yeah. <sighs> wow it was good it was good and i've been eating brownies like they've been going out of style yeah so. i know man everyone's like everybody has all these like sweet things and homemade yeah. and all kinds of things so and they're all good you know but not quite as good as an episode on britain's roswell 
That is so, for sure. Rendlesham. This happened in the like near the Rendlesham Forest, right? So in this forest is not. I mean, it's not just known for UFOs, is it? It's like this no, is it's we're not. About highly paranormal forest yeah and and you know the, it's it's surrounded by different air bases uh like a you the you well at least at the time i i actually don't know for sure if the u.s air force base is still being occupied in that area mm. but there is multiple and and so i'm thinking that there this has been like a hot spot for paranormal activity for quite a while which is probably why they built the bases around it and probably why the U.S. was so interested in this area. Um, that was one of the things that I found in my research and talking to Michael Strapp, um, who we had on our show as well, that he was saying, um, and other people have been saying this too, that whenever any kind of major incident happens, like let's say a UFO crashes in some country, um, the U.S. seems to invade the country <laughs> and take the craft. And <laughs> And, you know, these countries kind of speak out, but then there's not much they can really do about it. So the big question is, why is the, U the United States military so bent on getting this kind of um, resources? And, you know, my, the conclusion I kind of come to is that it's possible that they just don't want, like, in the wrong hands, like whatever that means, you know, if the, I'm not trying to say that it's in the right hands by any means, but, yeah. but I mean, like, you know, you don't want some cart Mexican cartel getting this, you know, kind of technology. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, we would rather have everything ourselves, but yeah, you know, um, the Mexican yeah. cartel or any cartel for that matter, getting, you know, like a DARPA death ray gun, <laughs> probably not going to have really great effects with that yeah it's like let me uh yeah snort say hello to my little friend <laughs> <laughs> oh the guy melts so funny. you know there's like this little pool of like you know sludge there left <laughs> oh man oh uh, we laugh but that's probably exactly what <laughs> probably happened yeah <laughs> but um you know there there's all kinds of rumors too about iraq and um iran about different kinds of technology that, that has been rumored to be, fa be found in the desert or some kind of ancient technology or even like stargates you know and this has been some of the rumors of why we invaded certain countries now i i mean honestly i can't find any information to like hundred percent back up those claims, but, um, you know, I've even heard other military people talk about things like that, but again, you know, even they weren't really sure though. It was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I, it was kind of like, I heard this from, you know, somebody that's on the my thing. Team. Every but, time I hear someone talking about it, it's always secondhand information. And then one of my buddies who's a Navy SEAL, like, you know, knows his stuff. I asked specifically about that Iraq stuff and he was like, no, he's like, yeah, he yeah. was like, no, like you don't understand. He's like the, n everyone talks like all the seals talk. And he's like, I would have heard about it. And he's like, that's kind nothing. of what I figured too. That's why I, like I said, it's been hard to find concrete information on that. I mean, a lot of people think that it could, that kind of got leaked on purpose because the real thing was like, you know, all the heroin farms that they were protecting and all <laughs> exactly. the other stuff that, you know, the U S <laughs> like was bringing crazy. back. 
That's what? like a crazy psychological operation. You know, yeah. like you, you, you're like your shield is like crazy weird UFO or like giant stuff that you're dropping, and then you're really just like interested in growing heroin and killing a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean that the one guy that I did talk to, 100. He's like, that's what I did. He's like, I, he's like, why am I over here guarding a heroin poppy seed farm? You know, for the um, uh. What, ben Laden's group. What, what was that? What was I forget what just slipped my mind. But anyway, it's a terrorist organization. And he's like, you know, what are we doing over here? Really? So uh, anyway. Yeah, it's weird stuff. No, it's not. It's not Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. Yes. ISIS came later. Anyway, okay, why don't we get into, uh, you know, we're talking about all of this, but why don't we get into what exactly happened in Rendlesham um, at the forest? So around 3 a.m. on December 26, 1980, which is why we're bringing it up specifically today, because it is the, um, the what is it, the 43rd anniversary of this. So a security patrol lights uh descending into the random shell forest in the UK. So what they, the security patrol saw lights and they were descending into this whole area. That's kind of the start of what happened. And then of course the, the area was being used by the U S air force, which is still why, and how did they have this relationship with Europe? You know, can you imagine like the MI six just coming over and here and say, yeah, we just want to set up shop around, uh, you know, where, wherever, <laughs> yeah, Skinwalker Ranch, for example, you know, um, so servicemen thought it was an aircraft that was going down, but things very quickly changed. So Lieutenant Ch uh, Colonel Charles Holt said that when they entered the forest, they saw a glowing metallic object with colored lights. When they got closer, it moved to the trees and the animals on a nearby, excuse me, nearby farm went into a frenzy and that's actually one of the other things that i i've read is how certain animals in the area um have strange things happen to them too we're going to get into that a little bit later i don't know do rob do you want to do you want to kind of continue on from here or um would you, okay so sergeant um jim um penis penison yeah later claimed to have encountered a craft of unknown origin while in the forest. Now, later, the, there's been so many documentaries about this. And uh, after years after this event, they, the, the guy, like especially Holt, he kind of has his own personal understanding of what happened. And um, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, so please so, yeah. recall... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So police were called to the scene after 4 a.m. Now, to, to kind of put this into perspective, 3 a.m. on December 26th is Christmas night. So Christmas night, basically. Well, it's the uh, day after Christmas. It's the day. I know. But it's like you just had Christmas and then you pass. Oh, midnight. yeah. I see yeah. what you're saying. It is. Okay. So it's like. Yeah, it's like the twenty. You stayed up because you were like, partying. Right, we had a Christmas. We're going to go to sleep yeah. now. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. You stayed up because you were partying. You might have seen this in Rendlesham Forest. Mm -hmm. So uh, police were called to the scene after 4 a.m., but they could only see lights coming from a lighthouse some miles away by then. When it was finally light out, servicemen returned to a small clearing at the edge of the forest and found three small impressions on the ground in a triangular pattern. 
plus burn marks and broken branches on trees. So there's some photos here. Um, could have been made by animals, but that's a bit weird. Like that does not look that looks either set up alien or alien in origin. Because the shape of that print is not like an animal print. I mean, you've seen animal prints before. Look at those two fingers in there, Ben. You see that in that photo? Yes. It's really weird. It really is. And also th there was a, there was a, um, symbols written on the craft that they couldn't identify. But see, Holt originally wrote a memo and then uh, decades later he came out and a whole documentary and they, they were actually went to the spot of where it happened and everything else. And he kind of gave a more detailed account, including missing time. And that was a key factor for him. Right. What the conclusion that he came to. The other aspect is the lighthouse is about, I was just looking this up where the, how di the distance to the lighthouse, because some people were like, well, maybe it was a lighthouse that you saw, but the light, the lighthouse was about eight miles away. That's pretty far away. That is you know, pretty far. You can see a light, I'm sure in the darkness, you know, but it's like, um, but that, that it, it's like, you know, most people don't believe that. Because they also said the lighthouse goes out to the sea, not back to not back to land. <laughs> so that was the other thing that 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 they noticed was that if it really was the lighthouse, you'd think you, you would you would kind of know. And these lights were 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 coming down, and they were not. You know, the lighthouse would just be sitting still. Maybe it would be like kind of rotating, but you would. I think you would know that's the lighthouse. You know. Clearly, yeah, you would definitely know because the light it, it's on, you know, like it's rotating and, and you're you're seeing it every like couple of seconds. You know what I mean? Might be right. 10 seconds or whatever. And, you know, they also took radiation readings in the following days and found some areas with, of course, heightened levels, mm -hmm. which is pretty mysterious. And they also detected a similar small burst over half a mile from the landing site. Now, during the investigation, a. Uh, a flashing light was seen across the field to the east, almost in line with a form farmhouse, um, like the witnesses had seen the first night. Um, this could have been the same lighthouse seen by others, but we're not sure. So later, three star-like lights were seen in the sky. The brightest hovered for two to three hours and seemed to beam down a stream of light from time to time. <clears throat> The incident occurred near two former military bases. Now, listen to this. Both of which were being used by the U.S. Air Force. This, to me, really is the key that they knew something was going on in this area and they were, they were coming to find out. Also, you know, one of the things that, that like I've been really researching a lot is like plasma energy. And one of the witnesses for the 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 actual for this whole in, uh, incident um he he's and i i'm not i'm not sure which one this is but basically he's saying he didn't go on record because um because he wasn't sure if it was a spaceship he just knew there was something weird happening but one thing that he thought of he said instead of a pay, uh, like a, a spaceship that they saw 
he actually says that he said maybe what he saw was some sort of energy or plasma, which could be a form of intelligence. So this this is a whole other side to like this. orbs or something. Yeah, yeah. And there have been multiple reports of orbs throughout the even to today. In fact, you can actually take um, guided tours to show you where the incident is, um, all the weird stuff around mm -hmm. it. And a lot of people experience things, including one of our um, favorite cryptids to talk about. <laughs> Bigfoot. Bigfoot. We'll get into that a little bit later. Really? I so, wonder if the British version of Bigfoot drinks tea too. Just seems like something they would do. I would imagine he would drink beer. Maybe. <laughs> Especially if he was Irish. He'd be he'd see you in the he'd see you in the woods and be like, Would you like a point? <laughs> Oh man, totally just just reminded me. Sassy the Sasquatch. You have to watch it, Rob. Okay. <laughs> it's made by these these Australian guys. It came out a long time ago. It's all done on Microsoft Paint, but it is it is hilarious. And it just reminded the way you, you said that reminded me of it so much. Sassy the Sasquatch. It, it's all on right. YouTube. It's a YouTube series. I was like, man, I wish I would have done this. This is so good. So it's pretty funny. Anyway, just to well, say hey, we're we're actually going to we have a video here. We're going to show you in just a moment um, of basically what this guy Halt was saying about the incident. But before we get to that, we're going to play a trailer first. And then as soon as we get back, we're going to get into this Halt memo. So yeah. hold on your hats. Watch this uh, trailer and we'll be right back. Welcome to Edge of Wonder. What if I told you? that not only have we been visited by extraterrestrials, but that our own military has in their possession crafts along with alien bodies hidden from the public. Military high-level brass Pentagon witnesses, it pulls a lot of weight. Those are the number one priority witnesses because they got closer to the truth than anyone else. They actually dealt with the physical hardware. Well, join me on this fantastic Edge of Wonder episode with my special guest, Michael Schratt, who is a private pilot and aviation historian. He has been investigating UFO encounters for over 20 years and has meticulously reviewed over 50,000 cases. He has also been featured in numerous documentaries such as Above Top Secret, along with the Ancient Aliens TV show. In this episode, Michael will not only expose the UFO retrieval program, but will provide detailed evidence and firsthand testimonials that the military industrial complex has been hiding alien craft, bodies, and technology from the public for nearly 100 years. All right, without further ado, let's bring on Michael Schratt. All right, Ben, tell everyone about this Michael Schratt interview. Oh, yeah. So Michael Schratt, he, he's he been on featured in a lot of documentaries recently. Um, he he's really works alongside with um, Stephen Greer in a lot of cases. But when Stephen Greer came out with all the military testimonials recently, um, Michael Schratt was kind of the one, one of the main people to organize this. And so he published – well – 
he didn't publish the book himself, but he more compiled all the information in the book. And there, every single one of them are government or military, well, military uh, testimonials. He's, it's like, you know, we, we're not going to use just regular citizens. We want to go straight to the, to the source. And they are all officially documented cases. Um, and this isn't something like, oh, I saw lights in the sky. This was like, no, I was at this X hangar and I saw this X craft or I was inside of this craft. I saw these bodies personally with my own eyes. You know, it was like these kinds of um, detailed accounts. So, and it starts from everything. And, and like a lot of things, a lot of people think Roswell was really like the first major crash, but actually we're finding out that the first major, major one where, where the government was kind of like the first time the government was involved was actually in the thirties. And there was a crash that happened in the early 1900s. So um, these actually go back way, way more than we think. And there's so many crashes that has happened since Roswell. Right. So that that's like a big part of it. And it goes all, he goes all the way up from like the thirties, essentially all the way up to more recently too. And then the yeah, recent stuff is just mind blowing. It's totally mind blowing. And how we document, how they documented everything and, and the painstaking efforts to like get illustrations of everything everyone saw so that yeah. you could visualize exactly what was going on was really cool. And um, by the way, you guys, all of those, um, those Michael Schratt interview episodes, there's two of them. Those are both on rise.tv. Um, and we've got a deal right now. So if you get a subscription right now, uh, you can be with us for the whole year and it's only, it comes to like something like $7 a month, but it's like a, it's a, it's a really reduced price. And that holiday deal will only be for a few more days. So definitely uh, subscribe now if you can. And uh, we'd love to have you on and have you aboard for the next year. Um, so yeah, back to, back to, you know, the Rendlesham incident. Um, let's watch this video here that Lindsay is going to pull up for us. You guys got to check this out. This is kind of like testimony here. Three patrolmen, Sergeant Peniston, Airman Burroughs, and Airman Cabanasack. Actually, well, well, Lindsay, can you slow this down? Lindsay, Sorry. can you? This is how Lindsay watches all of her yeah. research. No, no, can you go to 1.25 if you want to speed it up a little bit? Yeah, because I, I can't even. Yeah. Airman Burroughs and Airman Cabanasack actually were dispatched into the forest and approached a craft. They reported it being triangular, approximately three meters on a side, dark metallic in appearance with strange markings. They observed it for a period of time and it very quickly and silently vanished at high speed. Initially, I was not aware of all the details. I was only told of strange lights and I was sure there was a logical explanation. Two nights later at the family Christmas party, we were interrupted. The on-duty flight commander for the security police squadron, Lieutenant Bruce England, came and approached the base commander and I. He was white as a sheet. He said, it's back. He said, what's back? He said, the UFO. Well, we still were, I should say, non-believers at that point. Since my boss had to do the presentations, I was tasked, unfortunately, to investigate. So I went home and changed clothes. I really expected to find a logical explanation. I took several security policemen with me, a disaster preparedness NCO who took an APN-27, a Geiger counter, and a camera. I also had my small cassette recorder I carried everywhere when I was on duty. Uh, I was taken to the supposed site. We found indentations approximately an inch and a half deep, approximately six to eight feet on a side, 
and radiation of eight to nine times normal background radiation. Not enough to be dangerous to somebody, but significant. We also found broken branches on the trees. While we were milling around trying to make sense of the whole thing, one of the individuals with me suddenly spotted something. Off through the forest was a bright glowing object. The best way I can describe it, it looked like an eye. It was bright red with a dark center. It appeared to be winking. It would sort of wink. It was shedding something like molten metal. It was dripping off it. It silently moved through the trees, avoiding any contact. It bobbed up and down. And at one point, it actually approached us. We tried to get closer. It receded out into the field, beyond the forest, and silently exploded into five white objects. Gone. Dang. Yeah. So we went out into the field looking for any evidence because something had apparently been falling off it. And we, we found nothing. But while we were searching around in the field, one of the people with me noticed some objects in the sky to the north. There were three or four objects in the north, brightly colored, changing from elliptical to round, and moving at very high speed and sharp angular movements as though they were doing a grid search. While so this we is clearly them, not the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, this is not the lighthouse. <laughs> Definitely not. But he also noticed lighthouse. to the south there were two objects just sort of hovering in the sky. One object approached us at very high speed, best guess is three to 5,000 feet, somewhere in that neighborhood, stopped directly overhead and sent down a concentrated beam in our feet. It was about one foot in diameter. The best way I can equate it is sort of a laser beam. We stood there in awe. Was this a warning? Was this an attempt to communicate? Was this a weapon or just a probe? Just as suddenly as it appeared, click, it disappeared. We stood there, ah, oh, really concerned. About that time, we noticed the other object to the south was sending down beams, about a mile, mile and a half away. Did you, was that paused? Yeah, Lindsay paused it. So, yeah, the, the, um, I was gonna, man, yeah. So, so the main thing with with this whole entire I mean, thing that is part it, where he's talking about this thing is winking, and he sees yeah. stuff falling, like molten metal falling off of it, and then it kind of recedes into nothingness. That's weird, like very bizarre testimony. Yeah, and the markings on the ship that that's been that's been one of the big things because, you know, it's the first time that that I've. Like even talking with with Michael Schratt, you know, I'm not, I haven't heard too much markings found, at least on ships themselves. Maybe inside of a ship that they've seen things, but not on the outside of it. So this was really really fascinating. Like later, um, he starts to describing too how um they there was like some missing time, mm. and I can't remember if it's Holt. Or the other one, the other guy that was with him, but in one of the documentaries I was watching, it's really fascinating because the first impression is that these are aliens or extraterrestrials or some kind of interdimensional beings. But because of the, like, one of them came to the conclusion because of the missing time, they actually think that it's time travel and that, or, or they got abducted. Well, that, that's what. That's my understanding. You know, I think that's probably more close, more closely to what happened. Um, because I think there was like, there was like at least an hour or two that was missing. And um, because they were checking their clock, their watches and it, it was, um, they were out of sync. And I remember like the whole, there, it's more in the documentary that they really get into this, all the details. And you could see, he, I was like, there's something I was going to say and I completely, Forgot what I was going to say when Lindsay paused it, but it was like, he's a little bit nervous, you know? Well, I mean, that could be, you're delivering a bunch of information to people. You, you're not, everybody is good in front of a crowd. Well, well, no, 
I'm not, I'm not criticizing him. I'm actually saying like, it's probably like, he seems to genuinely be telling the truth because he's nervous about well, it. Well, it, it could like, be, yeah, it could I be. Know one this of sounds things, crazy. Right? I'm just telling you what I saw. <laughs> right. Like it could be that he's, he's just in stage fright, which yeah. a lot of people have, or it could be that it's, it's, he's really actually pretty concerned about revealing this information because this is kind of when you start revealing information, people, you get people's attention that you don't want. Well, that it's, it's, it's everything, you know, you don't want to be looked at as crazy. You don't want to attract the attention of the people that do know really what's going on. And then you're afraid about saying too much. So I, I think it's really like kind of like all of the above in this case. So, um, and it's like, he probably just wants to like, do I wasn't, I wasn't, try, I wasn't asking for this. This is just what happened to me. And I'm just trying to tell my story, you know? So, um, but yeah, so the, I think what, what's also interesting is, so yeah, later he, he basically his, I don't know, I forget if it's him or the other guy, but like, again, in the documentary, they come, he, one of them comes to the conclusion that they do think that it's time travel and that it's actually their like future humans that came back to the past. Yeah. That, that's, that, that becomes the, the new conclusion of one of them that, and I can't remember if it's Holt or the other guy, but that's in the documentary. And, and I'm like, you know, again, you know, this is their understanding. This is their experience. I I'm not trying to say that they're wrong or right or anything, you know, but, um, but when you look at the other incidences that happened in this forest, then it kind of makes you question a lot. I mean, everything, you know, um, this is definitely not uh, the first time something like this has happened. And also it's not the um, Lindsay, can you time. pull up the Rendlesham for us on a regular like map for us so we can see where this thing is in relationship to Britain? I don't think we did that yet. I kind of want to see where she, this she briefly was. brought it up, but it was more to show the bases around the forest. And so, yeah, I'm, I, it's like, I want to see where it is on the map, you know, of for, the whole for us who are Island, not British <laughs> in the forest, but yeah, I guess there really is, um, a lot of, uh, a, lo a lot of paranormal activity in this forest. Um, there's been multiple books, multiple things about it uh this so here we go well this is still like a really close like i think yeah, we're trying do you to have see... one of all of great britain so that you can show me where in great britain the rendlesham forest is like the, the whole so island that is really cool though that does show the yeah. landing site there while Lindsay's getting that um there was a book written called sky crash by a woman named Brenda Butler. And at least she was doing, um, I, I probably not anymore because now it's been 20 years, but she was doing, um, guided tours in the area, uh, for, you know, I, like for the Rendlesham incident and all these things, but she has so many crazy stories that she wrote about in her book. In, in Oh, really? Yes. And like she's notable. Yes. So, so, so one, the main thing is the sky watch. Okay. So here, okay. This is cool. This, this, this is kind of a better, better thing here. Oh, so it's really so it's 
very far east. So it's northeast of London. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like maps for some reason. Can you zoom way out and show me the whole island? <laughs> it's weird to think oh, okay. that United Kingdom is an island. It is. They don't refer to it that way. I probably no, they, just they would not British people. <laughs> You're calling us an island. <laughs> but anyway, okay, yeah. So, so Brenda was leading a lot of sky watches in the area for a long time, and um, there's, so there's people that came from all over the world to do these uh, sky watches, and there was all kinds of stories. So. Um, one of them, she saw, she said that they saw orbs along or like they would always see orbs flying, flying around. But she said that there was a sad looking Bigfoot that followed them many times. So I'm not quite, I don't understand exactly, you know, why she used the term sad, but I guess it was just this like lone, alone Bigfoot that would follow them. And she said in one incident, there was people from Blackpool, which is, I guess, an area in Britain. And they completely freaked out because they happened to see the Bigfoot follow them behind them. And they just freaked, totally freaked out. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, he fall, he, he come, he comes around. It's kind of normal. You, you'll probably see Bigfoot, you know. There was another incident where she was sitting on top of a drain cover, which led to an underground installation, and she lost four hours of time. That's weird. Yeah. No explanation for that. Uh, it was like she just was sitting down, and then all of a sudden she looked at her watch, and it was like four hours went by. And it's very similar to what happened with the um, the guys from the, from the Rendlesham. I wonder, I though, if 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 it's more like instead of it, an abduction, if it's more like some kind of men in black technology where something happens and then it's it's like a flash of light and it erases like however long you need up until a point where they can't remember something that you know? that could very well, especially like an underground installation. Like, what is this for? You know, these are all military bases in this area. So. Are they doing some kind of experiments? Did she see something that she wasn't supposed to? And then it was like you said, the men in black thing where they just like erased her memory. I mean, I'm sure those things exist. I, I can't imagine that they don't. You know, I mean, obviously aliens have that technology, right? <clears throat> People get abducted and then it's like all of a sudden they're, they're realizing they're missing time. And Travis Walton, the famous, um, you know, fire in the sky incident, that that's that's always been his big thing where he thought it was the same day and five days it went by, you know. Right. Um, yeah. That's right. So they had a they, it was a white German shepherd that she had. And I'm to think um, of it, though, Ben. Yeah. The Travis Walton thing where he thought it was one day. It, it could have been one day. Like we've heard so many stories about, you know, the technology that that they're using on these ships actually it's it's like in, it's bend space and time because that's how they get around gravity right they're creating True. their own gravitational field which means they could be partially operating in another dimension and if that dimension's time is different than the time here it was five days here but it was one day and wherever he went to get healed and then he got sent back and it was five days the the only thing with him is that mm -hmm. um he he did have five five days growth of beard Okay, that so, was five days. Yeah, because that <laughs> that was the one thing that he did notice. Because <laughs> he's like, because he called his brother on a payphone, and his brother's like, you know, they didn't believe it was him. 
he had to call his brother back and they were like yelling at him, like, stop calling us. And he's like, dude, it's me. It's really Travis. And then he's like, what happened? I've only been gone for like, you know, a night. And he's like, dude, check. And his brother said, check your beard. And he's like, oh my gosh, I have, I like, he's like, he realized he had a, like a pretty thick beard. So he's like, okay, yeah, it was five days. So that, but I, I agree with you, Rob. I think in some of these cases that people um, may have not aged during that time. And then it's like, yeah, going to another time space, which is very possible. And actually right. this kind of gets into this. Um, there was a, uh, a German shepherd that they had and the German shepherd had been chased by strange lights on multiple occasions. <laughs> Instead of the German shepherd chasing something, he was getting yeah, chased. The lights were, these it. like orbs were following it around. And then they even mentioned that the dog disappeared for several minutes. And when he returned, when they, when he just like, just came back, um, like he, they turned around, he was gone. They were looking for him and all of a sudden he was just right there again, but he was covered in red, green and blue fiber optic type lights. And then um, he went up to each person and like licked each person and they were in the circle, I guess. And, and he was like place putting their paws on everyone's shoulders. Like he was just really happy to be there, I guess. That's weird. So yeah, but anyway, okay. So you guys, we're going to show another trailer and when we get back, we're going to talk more about the strange, strange things that happen, including it, it, it with this woman's accounts, uh, accounts, including, um, a weird shadows, ghosts, and a, f uh, famous band, their paranormal experience too. So the Beatles, not the Beatles. Eh, I tried. All right, but, let's watch the trailer. Five. The TV is biased and chaotic. The movies are cliche and boring. The Matrix is taking over. Where can I find some good entertainment for goodness sake? Well, look no further. Get our streaming platform, Rise.tv, for 25% off. Hundreds of videos, positivity, humor, and deep dives into mysteries and metaphysical topics. What more could I ask for? Want to hear the truth about Bigfoot? Near-death experiences? The evils of communism, ancient civilizations, and supernatural things? Rise.tv has you covered. I used to be sad, lonely, and depressed. Not anymore. You'll love interacting with awesome people on Rise.tv. There's so much to watch. Ben and Rob are great. Those guys always make me forget the world is falling apart. Subscribe to Rise.tv yourself or give your loved ones the gift of true, uncensored information. For the holidays, the yearly subscription is more than 25% off. That's just $7 a month. I want Rise.TV for Christmas. <laughs> so hey, you guys, everyone. you can yeah. come over and join us. Get 25% off um, Rise.TV slash holiday. And it's still continuing on for this week. And I think then it's going to end after that. So don't miss out. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Definitely. Yeah. All right. Back to our, well, well, yeah. So yeah, we were talking about the, um, Brenda Butler, her experiences. So the other thing that she said that she did remember being abducted by grays a few times, and she remembers seeing him specifically in white jumpsuits, which, which is kind of a, uh, common kind of hip. Yeah. Be a British thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get out there, you know, their little white jumpsuits and British white jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Butler believes that there is a portal and that, so this is like, she in the forest, you mean? Yes. In the forest, she truly believes that there's some kind of portal that they're coming through on interdimensional energy. That's her words. Uh, can I, can I tell you what I find weird about this? Yeah. Like in, in the U S any t- like if the fact that she's doing tours and stuff is really interesting because we're not really, we won't do that here because we're kind of, it's looked down on. I feel like imagine having a tour that was like attempting to reveal what happened in the Roswell crash. Like that would not happen. You know what I mean? Definitely not in the Roswell crash. That's That's what I mean though. But like, this is the, this is like probably even crazier and they're still able to have tours about it. And it's not like blocked or looked down on really like, if you go to if you went to New Mexico to try to like go to Roswell or to see any of that, nothing's there. You know, there should be like a lot of tourism around this. I don't understand that. What do you think about that? Well, I uh, I think it depends. I mean, like, OK, Roswell. Yeah, I can kind of understand that. Although it, this isn't like government sponsored tours. You know, this isn't like I, mean, I think no, she's I know, just but we're still not do, like no one's doing but, that. Yeah, Roswell. I mean. They have things like this at Mount Shasta. They do kind of have these things. Um, but like you couldn't, I don't think you could get this officially at like Skinwalker Ranch or something like that, you know. Now in Arizona, there there Skinwalker are Skinwalker like, Ranch is completely gated off now. Yeah. You can't get I mean. in unless you're trespassing and you want to get arrested. <laughs> no, really. Like that's how it's handled over here, is it's like blocked, it's bought out by someone, it's blocked off. And yeah. and honestly, like Shasta is just that place that like, you know, they just view it's like Joshua Tree or whatever. It's like all the hippies go there. Roswell was like an actual serious incident. And then if you were to try to do tours around that, it's not really gonna it's it's just look down on more, you know? Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it really is. But there are places. But yeah, it's not anything. You just it's more like you have to find those yourself. But so like what, what, so she was actually interviewed in, um, in the, uh, in this independent article in the, in the two, in the two thousands. And that's what this whole thing is talking about. And it's, it's, they're talking about different people. It's like the anniversary of it at the time. And so, you know, this, this is like, you know, the drawings of the supposed crash that they saw. And she's giving her account of what exactly happened and also her book. And like, you know, one of the things, weird things that she said was that they would, the ETs would kind of run up and like pull their hair. Her, her husband got hit on the head, but it wasn't like hard. It was like, they just hit him with something, you know, more as a joke or something. And and then they would randomly put things in their pockets. And, and then she said they did see a dark shadow that ended up pushing her and she fell backward on, on her partner that she was with at the time. But the weird thing is the security guards in the area have all 
seen a ghost called the East End Charlie, and it's it's a ghost of a World War II airman, and it's called they just call him East End Charlie. Did he die near there? Um, that's been the rumor is that he he died in the area. And that's why they see his ghost. So, so it's like you have everything here. This is like a paranormal hotspot of Bigfoot, aliens, and ghosts. I mean, it's just like <laughs> no wonder the U.S. military wanted to like come over here, you know, and set up shop. So, so in fact, there is a story about one of the guards was trembling so bad after he saw the ghost that they had to replace him because he was unable to do his job after that. Mm. So. And then the so Red Reg Presley, he's from the Trogs. So not quite the Beatles, maybe about like 10 steps down from the Beatles. <laughs> but so um he had his own paranormal experiences from the area too. And he has a personal friend who is a surgeon. And his friend, who's this surgeon, told him that, and this is a direct quote, that he removed all kinds of alien hardware. From people's feet and hands. From wait, from people's teeth. I'm sorry, feet and oh, hands. Feet. What? Yes. What kind of hardware? He said, "This is a direct quote." He said, "Quote: You wouldn't believe what he took out of them." Adding that the objects had the the teeniest, weeniest little wires. So, you know, imagine just just like yeah. Sorry, I mean, did he did he quote unquote say teeniest, teeniest weeniest? weeniest? He did say that. Wow. Yes, that's got to be a British thing. That's so British. But yes, um, so so it looks like a lot of people who have been abducted in the area are getting inserted with with these like tiny, teeny weeny, <laughs> to the teeniest <laughs> weeniest micro, little microchips. <laughs> yeah, and um, and there's been a lot of stories about this with regular doctors, and um, there was a documentary about one of these doctors in the U.S. and somebody was coming to him saying, and it was, I think it was, it was also in their hand and they, they kept saying they felt like something was in their hand and in their foot and he, and like no doctor would operate on it. And this was in a documentary. It might've been on Netflix actually. So this one doctor finally came through and was just like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll look into this. You know, he really didn't think anything of it, like really even think anything was going to happen. And he noticed when he did an x-ray that there was something in a person's hand and they took it out and it was a tiny little like um, cylinder. But mm -hmm. when they did a test on the, on the elements of what the, the metal elements, it didn't come up on a normal scale or on the, on the chart, on the, the chart at all. So they couldn't so tell it was what like an unidentified element. Yes. And then after, and then the person said they felt so much better they said they just felt like there was something controlling them almost. And as soon as he took it out, it was like they were free of it. And then all of a sudden, this person, this the surgeon started getting like a line of people coming in his office, wanting to do the same thing. And he ended up pulling 10 of these things out of people. And and then the like he he kept one of them, but every time he'd send it in to get it checked out, he wouldn't he wouldn't get it back. <laughs> So, so he kind of stopped talking about it. He, he stopped at 10. So who knows how many there are after that. But, um, somebody in the British government was like, Oh, he thinks this teeniest weeniest little thing is going to get sent back to him. Does he? Yeah. 
Yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen at all. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's been so many stories, but and people we know personally, too. And, you know, we had, uh, yeah, so our documentary that we made all about the secret space program. Oh, yeah. All this stuff is in it, too. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty insane, all of it. But um, so, yeah, I would love to go. I don't know if, if you can still go to the Rendlesham area. I've imagined by now it's probably a lot of it was like blocked off and stuff. But who knows? I mean, maybe but, that lady's still doing tours. Maybe she is. Should be older, but maybe she is. Or I'm sure there's other tours, hopefully. Now, uh, along with this, though, Ben, a lot of um, nuclear sites have been uh, interfered with, right? Yes. Yes. A lot what? of them have like from in the, in the air, in this area in Britain or, or Dude, where? everywhere, everywhere. Um, th this one specifically talking about the U S military bases, but, um, this is what a lot of people are saying. And some of the insiders are really talking about too, that, that, I mean, it's hard to say that this is a, like, again, a factual thing, but some people actually believe that it's quite possible we don't have many nuclear weapons active on our planet because they keep getting shut down. It was it was like whatever after, especially after um, Hiroshima, it, it was like a lot of these things, a lot of these sites, because they're so worried that we're just going to be blowing ourselves up. So <laughs> it's like. I don't know. Wow, I, those sites are shut down. I don't think that's it. Maybe that's not it. Maybe I mean the other. Okay, there's two scenarios. One, it's like we're afraid we're blowing ourselves up. Two, they're afraid we're going to blow them up. More yeah, I like mean, a, what's a strange is thing. like it the nuclear, the nuclear part of it. All it's doing is is basically turning a turbine, and that's creating the the power. Like our power generation technology, like talk about airplanes haven't changed since the 60s. I mean, it's turbines really doing all the work anywhere, you know, <laughs> um, which is weird. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, you're either burning something to create a like a rotating turbine or you're burning nuclear energy, which is creating the turbine. Um, so and there's a lot of like things in place, like it's not like Russia where you know, Chernobyl had just, there's so many reasons things could have gone wrong in Chernobyl, you know? Um, there's a lot of automated things that can be put in place to kind of like calm all of those things down so there isn't a nuclear, um, you know, backlash. I just wonder if it's because it's such clean energy and it's very self-sustaining that the powers of be don't want us to use that. Like we're talking about, we're talking about well, them having a gigantic industry that's been mm -hmm. built on making enormous amounts of money through natural gas. And then now all of a sudden they're trying to change everything over and get us all into these little areas. So they're trying to control that's, it. Yeah, with that's, electricity. That's, that's actually a really good point. I think the nuclear, so. I think it's too efficient is the problem. It's sort of like, it's sort of like, you know, why did Tesla's coil well, not go anywhere? It's right. Well, this isn't like nuclear energy. These are like nuclear missiles, right? I mean, like there, there would be like, for example, there's that one scenario where a red orb went over the, the military base. I think it was in Montana. I could be yeah, wrong. Those, about that. 
Those and getting just, interfered with makes sense. Yeah. So that's what these are all about, though. So a lot of these are about um like just crazy weird things over different military bases. And the rumor is that a lot of these are being shut down. Lindsay, can you you had an article up and that can you can you bring that back up? Rob, you can read this actually. This is this is really fascinating. <clears throat> um Oh, you just had it, Lindsay. You had a highlighted the the text highlighted. Yep. Yeah. So wit witness testimony from more than 120 former or retired military personnel points to an ongoing and alarming intervention by unidentified aerial objects at nuclear weapons sites as recently as 2003. In some cases, several nuclear missiles simultaneously and inexplicably malfunctioned while a disc-shaped object silently hovered nearby. Six former U.S. Air Force officers and one former enlisted man will break their silence about these events at the National Press Club and, and urge the government to publicly confirm their reality. Yeah, I mean, they must be worried about us blowing the place that they get all their resources from. Uh, <laughs> no, really. Maybe they are. Like, exactly. Like, think about it. You're flying through the solar system. You're like, oh, this place has all of these resources. I need water. I need this stuff. I can fuel well, up here. Let's not have them blow themselves up. Well, or the other option is that we are the resource. Yeah, like Matrix stuff. Like we're being. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> yeah right? like we we are that. So it's like, well, if you if we if we all die, then you know that. Yeah. That's okay. Good, good point. Because like our DNA, right? They want a piece it, of our DNA. Everything, you know. Yeah. That's that's where all of these um, weird experiments, these hybrid experiments, you know, whether it's through the military or aliens, is kind of at this point probably one and the same. I'm sure there's all kinds of crazy, insane really funny if like the guy behind 23 and me was just an alien who was like i just fooled him into sharing all their dna with us wait 23 and me you know 23 and me is that like you send your dna or whatever and oh that. yeah oh dude yeah you know, like you, you get to find out me. what kind of blood you have and how like who is your ancestry and whatnot or whatever that <clears> stuff <throat> really scares me um, Lindsay, we have like a, uh, like a little short video to play too. Right. And this is part of the press conference. That was actually the clip that you played earlier. It was oh, just it was. further down in the dock. Okay, great. Great. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there was, there's been, I mean, there's been a lot, gosh, Roswell, New Mexico, there's so much going on there. So there's another one, um, a retired, By the way, just so you know, Oh, tons and tons of air, of of unidentified flying objects have hovered over nuclear sites as well. Mm -hmm. Not just not just nuclear weapon sites, but nuclear power plant sites as well. Yeah, the one I was thinking of earlier with the red orb flying over and shutting down, deactivating all of the 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 missiles and everything was the Malmstorm Air Force Base. So that's the one that was the um, one of the big ones. So Boeing was a it, Boeing was a primary contractor for that, and this guy named Patrick uh, McDonnell, uh, he's the one who kind of experienced this firsthand. And there's uh, three people on their team, and they went out for training. And um, mm -hmm. during the exercises, that's when they kind of saw this unusual activity. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, all these Air Force guys must see tons of crazy. Dude, crap. Yeah, no, seriously, they're, they're, a lot of them do. 
I was just talking to, um, I met a, uh, so fascinating, actually. I met this guy recently who uh, it was in the Navy and we we started talking about like all the stuff and it turned out he watched he watches our show because I, I was showing him one of our he was really big on cryptids and i was showing him one of our episodes and he's like dude i've seen this i've seen this he's like oh my gosh i watch your channel <laughs> i was like really so he just started like telling me all this stuff and he's just like you have no idea how much is being covered up in our oceans and he's Hell like yeah. I'm sure, he's like i'm sure you do but but he he like took it to a whole new level, That's you know. And, he, and one of the things that he studied was sonar, and mm. we we're talking about the um, megalodon shark possibility. I mean, we're kind of getting a little off track, off track, but it kind of goes back to the UFOs here. But um, because I was like, yeah, there was a big article that came out, and then they said after doing the sonar, it was just a massive school of fish. And he's like, no. He's like, that's impossible. He's like, sonar would pick up each individual fish. Of course it would. And, and he's like, he's like, no, that was, that was, he's like, there's so many weird things in our oceans. And then we started talking about UFOs coming out of like, especially out of LA. And he's like, yeah, he, he said he, he's seen things similar like that. He's like, not of LA, but he was talking about Florida. He's like, there's so much in the Gulf of Florida, actually. And I was like, yeah, I can yeah, believe Florida that. Florida's got so, a lot going on, actually. The, the more you look into Florida, the weirder it gets. I'll have to, I'll say, you know? yeah. So anyway, it was just, it was just really, it was such a random conversation and such a cool thing that happened. But, um, but yeah, all of these things, you know, and, and like these cigar shaped UFOs that, that, that keep getting caught on camera and everyone keeps talking about, I mean, I do think at this point, a lot of the stuff is ours, but the stuff that's deactivating these bases and the and the and the missiles and the nuclear um, nuclear missile stuff, then you know it's like, are these potentially other? So this is the question, right? Is this other countries that also have this technology that would be like going over to the U.S. and say, well, I don't want them bombing me, so let's deactivate all their missiles? So that's one question: Is this could this be like China? with their weapon technology coming over here? Is it extraterrestrials coming over here and doing this? Is it our own like secret military people doing it? You know, so, um, and why, unfortunately we don't really have any direct answers to these questions, but we do know for a fact that these things are being shut down and even people within the military are asking what is going on. So, I don't, I just don't think that China would have the capability of, I think whatever they would build in this sense would probably disappear in some dimension and get caught in like the past. And yeah, they're probably like, like their everyday scientific experiment is probably just like the, you know, the devastating Philadelphia experiment where like people are just like merged into like the ship. <laughs> it's like up oh, start over guys let's do it again <laughs> that's what i keep thinking every time i hear china developing like futuristic weapon technology <laughs> it's like i don't i don't know i just don't see it as being chinese but who knows you know at this point but um but we do know that there are uh top secret things going on with these government contracts with private sectors and companies and that's the thing that, that we have the most uh, fear about. But we also know that these crafts have been flying over military bases 
ever since like before Roswell. And that's obviously not us, you know, and a lot of the conclusions that these military guys come to is like, that's not, that's not us. Now it's hard to say because we have this technology to do this now. So, but either way, um, in some aspects, it is kind of like, uh, kind of like a nice thought to think that maybe all nuclear weapons have been disabled, but then again, it's like, well, does that mean that we could get invaded by aliens and have no way to protect ourselves? But I don't think we need nuclear weapons anymore. I think we, we're, we're beyond that. We have like, you know, the Tesla death ray now. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> and crazy grids being set up, but, uh, okay. Um, let's see. We do have a couple things that we want to go over with some whistleblower testimonial stuff. So Lindsay, do you want to, you want to pull these up or are these, these are on YouTube, right? Uh, well, you can you can read what's in there, but I'll show their photos on YouTube. Oh, okay, cool. So, Rob, do you want to um, do you want to go over a couple of these? Yeah. Let's see the whistleblower stories. There's <clears throat> Robert Jameson one. Yeah, Robert Jameson was a retired uh, U.S. Air Force nuclear missile targeting officer. They were instructed on what to do in different scenarios if they see a UFO. He's uh not making any noise here i was just showing his photo while you read it ah okay yeah so um so the next one we have um jerome nelson jerome nelson yeah, yeah go ahead ben so he's a retired also um u.s air force nuclear missile launch officer stationed in roswell he said a bright shining light onto the missile silo hovered for about five minutes when he reported the incident he got a vague indifferent answer about his superiors taking it taking it under advisement <laughs> yeah which means nothing precisely nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like well pay no attention to those lights right. in the sky. get back to work <laughs> then there's a guy named patrick mcdonough who is a retired u.s air force nuclear missile site geodetic surveyor um his experience is 1966 so um, he arrived at the missile site in the early evening. They needed to provide precise latitude and longitude. The blast hatch of the silo was open, which was unusual. The sites are usually inactive, but they're closed anyway. So around 1.30 a.m., a UFO stopped right over them, about 300 feet over them. It was 50 feet in diameter, had pulsating lights around it, and a white light in the center looking down into the silo. It shot off suddenly. He didn't even know if it was a UFO, that there was a UFO uh, problem at the time. He had no radios or communication with the base. He and the team had a car accident on the way home because there were no signs or lights on the road. So they had to walk to a farmhouse two hours away. What a nightmare. When they talked to the local police who helped them, police said more than 20 reports of a UFO had come into their office in the area that night. He wrote incidents, uh, wrote incident reports to Boeing, the U.S. Air Force and all appropriate groups about the accident. But he never heard back from the United States Air Force. He said, quote, in my four years that I had with this geodetic survey squadron, I had worked on the latest missiles and aircraft in the U.S. Air Force inventory. And I worked everywhere on these guidance systems. And I never saw anything in the Air Force inventory 
that could perform like this UFO did. I don't know what it was, but I sure never saw anything like it. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, man, we have a few more of these too. So next one is Bruce um, Fenstermaker. Great name. Yeah, <laughs> combat crew commander and captain and air in the Air Force. He said in 1976, he and his deputy were trying to stay awake. So they were listening to the security alert team. They heard someone say, stop the vehicle, get out of the vehicle and look around. The team that got out didn't see anything. Then they said they saw a white pulsating light in the sky about seven or eight miles away from the launch control facility. He and his deputy called upstairs and asked what's going on. The man there said he had to call the guys on site to ask if he could see anything because there was a white pulsating light above, light above them. And, the, and it was like a cigar-shaped craft that yeah. they saw above them. Totally so silent. He said it definitely wasn't a helicopter. And it was completely silent, like Rob just said, and red and blue lights. They were shocked. So they called uh, command post, told them the story. Um, the, the guy, the, this is what he says. The, the guy on the other end laughed and said, when it eats the team, call me back. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's so dumb. Uh, it's just like, mocking. I mean, that could be enemy craft. You know what I mean? Yeah, so knows what that is. Yeah, flight security control said the object had moved to another launch facility down the road. So this thing obviously was monitoring what was going on there. It shot off into the sky, disappeared. And um, yeah, so other facilities in the area also reported it happening all on the same day. And um, <laughs> and he asked what happened when they reported it. And they said, are you crazy? We didn't report it. <laughs> Like why? In other words, like they didn't want to report it because uh, it's like they don't want to be made fun of. So yeah, that's crazy. It is. And then we okay, yeah, yeah. So anyway, those are some uh, really interesting um, firsthand uh, experiences from from the military. So this is all like there's just so many of these. I was gonna and, say there's countless. One yeah. of these, and what's crazy is we still have people denying that there's UFOs or there's things in the skies that no one can explain. Yeah, like, come on, uh, especially when it comes to like uh, the Pentagon. <laughs> oh, just it's just ridiculous. I mean, realistically, it all comes down to money and technology and <clears throat> you know what this technology is being used for. You know, this has been probably one of the biggest questions that everyone that I get the most, no matter where I am, if I start talking to somebody, they're just like, why are they really hiding? You know, why don't they want us to know that like this stuff is real? Like, why are they hiding aliens? I think it's that same. It's, it's really simple. I think it's just a measure of control. Mm -hmm. It's, it destroys every narrative they have right now. So right. we should get over and do Q and A's over there on, on rise.tv where you can ask questions like Ben just did. What's the real reason behind these things? Well, come join us over on Rise.TV. We've got a lot of questions that are in the queue right now that we're going to start responding to 
um, and share a little bit together about what the heck is really going on here. Ben, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? No, no, I didn't. So thanks, you guys. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you over at Rise.tv and come yeah. join us. And don't forget to take advantage of this um, Rise.tv offer we have right now that's going to expire over the next week. So definitely check that out. You've got um, all of our like 500 videos on Rise.tv available to you. If you join Rise TV right now, it's only um, uh, it's, it's actually comes down to about $7 a, a month after the deal. So definitely check that out and we'll see you over on Rise.tv. I didn't want to go public without evidence because I knew no one would believe me. The entire incident happened about five to six minutes in total. And my mom shouts really loud, oh my God, what is that? What is that? At no point did the two men in black or the Air Force gentleman ask my mother or her friends what did they see? They looked human, but they did weird things. The men in black, they said, you will report it as a helicopter crash or we will take your son away. The men in black play the narrative and the media outlets skew it back out. This was 1991 Project Mockingbird in full effect. Get your questions ready because it's time for our live Q&A session exclusively on Rise.TV. Hey guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right. See anything here you want to? Yeah, this is a really interesting question. Um, you know, I mean, I, I know like for some of you guys always complaining, we, we ask the same from the same people, but this is just, you know, a lot of people just ask questions in the beginning. But um, so photos by Pony Feathers is saying in the forest, what would you guess that attracts UFOs in that area? That's such a, a, a great question, honestly. Um, and I, I think Resources, that probably, well, I think it could be multiple things going on too. Um, when you look at like ley lines and like the energy grid on the earth and things like that, I mean, you could probably pinpoint certain UFO hotspots and people have done that. And that, that could be why, why certain areas um, they're like attracted to other areas than not. Another thing is too, like if there's some kind of plasma portal energy in that area where it's easier for them to come and go, that could be another reason. Um, you know, and, and also maybe it's just the simple fact that the, the, the bases, if the, you know, it's, it's like, this is, this is kind of funny. Like what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? If there's like military bases there, is that what's tracking UFOs? But did they put the U the military bases there because they saw UFO activity. <laughs> so yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that all military bases are very strategically placed around the world actually. And they, they definitely know 
the energy grids of the earth and all this stuff, you know, they study this stuff hundred percent. So I think they're very strategic, not just for like a, an advantage military tactic advantage, but I think for more of like a, the metaphysical aspect uh, advantage of it as well. So, yeah, they have to be advancing in that way too. There's no yeah. way to advance if you don't go there. You yeah. know? And, and I'm not saying that, you know, everybody who's at that base understands that that may just be from, you know, very high ups who, who study these things. You know, it's not like you have like somebody stationed at a base knowing that, you know, this is going on, but I guarantee you the people stationed at the base probably have all talked at least you know or at least know somebody who's seen someone something in the area right um, yeah it's a good it's a good um it's a good question because i i don't i don't really know i th I don't think it's just forests i think they're attracted to all kinds of things exactly forests, but they're everywhere they're seen everywhere yeah. well the other aspect too is like okay if there's more like bigfoot kind of activity somewhere or paranormal things is that also bringing ufos in that area you know it's like that's what is some kind of like yeah they could be tracking it yeah there's something else maybe going on there too so it's kind of interesting um and these national forests and everything and and, and national parks in our country you know there, there's <laughs> just so many questions that come up um this okay i have no idea what this is bww for real is saying i saw a video today of walking trees walking well now wait a minute was this just fake like, i have no idea what exactly uh, did you see or did you see something moving over a really long period of time like <laughs> you know what i mean because that that can happen. is real right <laughs> I have no idea. I, I would like to see the video. Uh, I would love to see the video, actually. Trees walking. Never. I'd love to see a walking tree. Haven't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Can't say I have either. So um, let's see. There's good old tree beard. With the hobbit feet sticking out. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see what else we have here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this question from Raybert was, if you were a UFO investigator, what would you tell the world? I think I would not tell, I wouldn't really, I'd be really careful about what I was saying, I think. I think, well, we kind of are. And I, I think that he was more asking that question to people in the chat, not not necessarily us. Sure, but I think like, if, if like I had, if I was solely doing that and that's all I was doing and I had just like heaps and heaps and heaps of, of like, you know, research slash evidence, I would probably wait for the right thing to tell the world about. I wouldn't just, of course, like compiling it all. That's really important too. But, you know, how do you let, how do you try to convince people of something that they're actively you know, denying. I don't know. That's kind of what I think. Okay. We have the video. You want to see this video? Yeah. All right. Here, let me send it this over is the to the tree. Uh, this is the tree. Um, okay. Here, let me put it in our doc, Lindsay. There you go. 
Okay, it's getting pulled up. Yes. I, I haven't. Uh, oh wait. Okay. There. There's a YouTube. Okay. Wait. Wait. There's a YouTube link. I think this is better than than the Facebook link. Let's try that. Sorry, guys. One second. We're pulling this up. Yeah, I kind of want to see this. Can you, can you turn up the volume? As you can see, it seems like the trees are moving, or at least the trees are moving wildly or communicating with the other trees. Now, they do say that trees do move like two to three centimeters every what couple the of years. Heck, man. This is wild. You can actually see the tree moving as if it's ice skating. You'll see it moving all the way what to the, the left. Heck, like it's just all the way to the left. Now, this is where they go more videos on trees moving. Like, look at this. This is so No, crazy. that one's fake. The way that they're moving. They say in Central and North America that this does. That looks fake. I'm sorry. That looks fake. Location that they really want to move to because they might be in the shaded area. You can turn off the audio on that. That, but that first, that first video though, that very first one, kind of is interesting. But with them moving a lot, yeah, yeah. Can you I play that know. beginning? Just that first part. The rest of it, I, I'm not really buying. But yeah, most of that was like you could I, tell I mean, the camera angles. They weren't even showing the like the roots. I don't know. Yeah, and like this one, it's like. Right here, it doesn't. It it kind of looks edited. It's so hard because this is so easy to edit nowadays. So yeah. it's really, really hard to say. You know, I I would like to know more information about who took the video, where was it taken, how was it taken? Did they use a drone? Were they on top of something? Um. So there's a lot of there's a lot of details on that, but that's crazy though. It's just cool to talk about because um, like I actually believe it's possible, but I just don't buy any of those videos, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I never like, uh, I, I never really know what to think about that stuff too. And like I said, it's really without, without having all the information, it's hard to really say for sure what is going on, but. First I was like, it kind of looked like Bigfoot moving around. But, um, you know, yeah, right. And then yeah. we did see that one Bigfoot video a couple of weeks ago, excuse me, of that couple on the train, you know, and that to me is very realistic. Um, just because who would be out in the middle of nowhere waiting for a train to go by for one and two, it, it was just, it, it just stride all of it, you know? So, so I do think that some of these things are real, but trees moving, I don't know. It's hard to say. Not saying that it's not possible or it didn't oh, I think it's totally past, possible. Yeah. But I just don't know about right now. So all right, you guys. Um let's see. Hold on one second. Anything else? All right, yeah, it's time for our meditation now. So thank you for all of your support here. And so every Tuesday, Rob and I will meditate for 10 minutes, um, just focusing on everything that's going on in the world. So for the first five minutes, I like to say, just, you know, close your eyes, just calm yourself down, 
clear your mind and I just like to picture a bright white light coming into my body from God, from filling my body up and purifying my own thoughts, my body and my heart. And, um, you know, and then if you don't feel comfortable with that, you can just pray and whatever you feel comfortable with. So we'll just do that for five minutes and then we'll send this energy back out.
Okay, everyone, um, for the next five minutes, just all this light and love that you're experiencing will just send this back into our universe, into our world, and imagine just destroying all these evil elements and um, clear, clearing things up so people can see the truth and have channels like ours too um, break through the, sh the censorship because I just see the censorship as this dark cloud that's just covering so many things that are blocking people from seeing the truth so help break free of this these dark clouds and allow this information to be seen by the people again.
All right, everyone. Thank you. That was really good. All right. Thank you guys very much. Ben, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Thanks, Lindsay. And um, we'll see everyone on Friday for a Friday night. Oh, yeah. Friday Night Live. And uh, yeah, great. All right, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you out on the edge. A celestial object threatens captured soldiers, but their faith changes everything. Three cosmic events converge on the same day, and nobody knows why. A mysterious sound targets people when they least suspect it, setting off a UFO hunt for years to come. What was the Warminster thing? Do unexplained events and supernatural occurrences expose that something more is going on in our world? What are the most amazing otherworldly stories of Christmas that nobody's talking about? Join Edge of Wonder for unexplained events and a supernatural Christmas.